Hello, everyone, and welcome back to OK Yup. Um, I'm sorry if I sound a little congest congested. It's just a cold. Don't worry. I caught it from my friend because <laughs> she had a cold and she, okay, this is going to sound really gross. I'm going to put it into better context. So basically, she has this little tiny apple, right? Like, so small. And I said, I bet you can't fit that whole thing in your mouth. And then she was like, okay. And then she tried and she couldn't do it. And I was like, lame. And then so I decided to do it with that same apple. I did do it. So <laughs> not to brag or anything, but in winning that, um, those bragging rights, I also, also uh, got a cold from her. So I, if I sound a little off day, that is why, but it is just a cold. Do not worry. Rest assured. Um, and I'm very much on the tail end. Last week was kind of miserable. I've just been so runny and so like, oh, it's been disgusting. And I feel like my body's just been releasing so, okay, maybe this is so gross and I shouldn't be talking about this. Um, I've had, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Also, that also happens if I start laughing, I go into this really wet cough and I'm so sorry if that happens throughout this. But luckily, I don't think this is a really like, I very rarely laugh whoa <laughs> I meant to say I don't laugh by myself but then I realized that's not true because I often laugh at myself <laughs> drink my seltzer here okay so um let's a little update on how I've been doing I've been doing pretty good I've been freaking exhausted though like so much and yesterday was like the first day in a very, very long time where I've been able to just sit and do nothing. And honestly, like I slept. So on Friday night, I probably went to bed at like 10.30. Then I probably woke up at like 8.30ish. And then I took a two hour nap during the day. And then I went to bed at like 11. So like, I, like I've just been trying to like catch up on sleep and really use this time wisely because I've been so exhausted lately because of like I go to work for eight and a half hours a day and then I have to do my cross-country training which takes up at least an hour and then I try to get in at least two hours of internship work a day and then I'm also trying to be social and also have a fun summer but then also get sleep and try to go to bed by 11. So it's been a lot to juggle but I am happy that I've been able to kind of catch up on all of that this past weekend and um, really take it easy. And yeah, it's been, besides exhaustion, I've been in a really good headspace. And I think that I kind of came to this conclusion today, like, I kind of want to stop, like, because I'm always, like, trying, not only say, like, trying, but like I'm always worrying or I'm always wondering and I'm always overthinking. So I kind of came to the conclusion like rather than trying all the time, just be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, just try to not, like I'm really trying to just go with the flow and let things be. And especially things that are out of my control, just let that be. I was having, it made a lot more sense in my head today when I was thinking about it, but I've been in a better headspace lately and um, it has been a very good feeling. Um, oh, also, sorry if I like, sniff, like sniffle a lot in this episode. Um, 
So a positive thing that happened today is I was at my lake house for the morning and I was able to really take it easy. I could, I went on a longer run and then today or tonight I'm going to be, I'm, well, I'm going to see a friend of mine and we're going to organize her room because we're really cool 20 year olds. But honestly, I live for that type of stuff. So I'm so excited to clean her room with her. And I, I literally been telling her, I'm like, do not start without me. Like I've been so pumped. Um, so I'm very excited because I'm very lame. Um, and then for the international day that it is today, we got a lot of them. So it is National Friendship Day, National Girlfriend Day, National Raspberry Cream Pie Day, National Sisters Day, National Respects, Respect for Parents Day, um, Spider-Man Day, and World Wide Web Day. So if any of those ring a bell to you or sound like they could, whoa, what am I trying to say? Or sound like they affect your life somehow, go celebrate that day and have fun with whatever you celebrate. Um, so today I kind of wanted to talk about relationships and not just dating relationships, but also friendships and like platonic relationships because I, I don't know. I just, it's, this is something that always really fascinates me is how people's relationships are so different and how like couples are so different. And then how also friendships are so different from each other. Like I could have like my friendship with one person is so different than my friendship with another person and somebody who like one of my past boyfriends is completely different than another past boyfriend I've had you know like I I don't know it just fascinates me how different it can all be and there's no right or wrong to relationships but I kind I was talking to some friends of mine and I asked them to kind of ask me any relationship scenarios or questions or advice or anything that they've ever experienced or has been an effect in their life that they've think that I would be able to touch on and maybe provide some insight for. And so some of these are, like I said, friendship and some of these, oh my gosh, my dog is choking outside my door. <laughs> Listen closely, you can hear it. Maisie? <laughs> and some of these are like dating relationships. Like always take everything I say with a grain of salt especially in relationships, it's so individualized. And unless you're in the relationship, you do not know um, how exactly to go about it. So this is just personally like how I would go about the situation or if I've had a similar situation, how I did go about it. But take everything I say with a grain of salt. And these are basically just me telling my experience and how if this were to happen to me, how I would go about it. But like I said, you are all completely different and everyone needs to do what's best for them. So let's get started. All right, so the first question I have is how do you find a balance in college to maintain your old relationships from high school and make new ones? So this was actually something, so obviously, well, not obviously, but I assume this is about friendships. And this was something that I did I was worried about when I was going into my freshman year in college and me and my friend from home actually me and one of my friends from home actually discussed this and we were really nervous of either like I remember we both had the thought 
of we didn't want to replace each other and we didn't want to like forget about the other one and we didn't want like we just we didn't want anything to change between our relationship but we also did want to make new friends and we also wanted to be open to that as you should because it's college and it's it's the point of it's to meet new people and not the point of it but a big part of college is to meet new people and make more friends and again like I said this was something I was really nervous about was the whole like change of it all and personally I went to a high school and just a school system where most of the people that I graduated with I also went to kindergarten with once high school hit then like one more school joined us but it wasn't that many so like and obviously people move and they come to the school but overall I had been with the same people and I had had a lot of the same friends and so I think when I went to college it was really important to remind myself first of all just because things change doesn't mean hang on I'll rephrase that just because you have new additions to your life doesn't mean it changes what was in the past you know like my closest friends from high school are still equally as important in my life but now I've added more close friends from college and both both groups of people are really important to me and I think when I'm at college it can be really important to still maintain talking to your home friends and then when you're home for say the summer or winter break or whatever it's important to still um stay in contact with your college friends it's there is a balance but also there's no like it's not black and white so although so like I was saying earlier it's different for everyone but I think a way to find that balance is to make time for both and first be open mind like be open-minded also so when you go to college if you're an incoming freshman or first year or even if you're just looking to make new friends in the fall like just be open-minded and remind yourself that just because you make new friends doesn't mean it changes how you feel about your old friends and nobody can have enough friends like nobody's ever going to be like well i have this many friends and i'm all set like that is that like everybody can always use more friends and everybody is always like we're always meeting new people and so even though sometimes you meet people through high school college work whatever it might be you're constantly meeting new people and so that's bound to happen where you get additions in your life but it doesn't make things better or worse with old friends and a piece of advice that I do have is just making time in your while you're at college for your home friends so maybe something that me and one of my friends that's at home do is like we try to FaceTime once a week, even if it's not for that long or sometimes we might miss a week, but we try to FaceTime like every Monday night or every Tuesday night or whatever it might be. And just trying to put in that time for each other. And that's not always going to work out perfectly, but just that was something we really wanted to do. And same with when I'm at home, something I always try to text or FaceTime, or even if it's just Snapchat, my my school friends, just keeping everyone in the loop of your life. And it isn't as complicated as it might seem and everything falls into place. Just as you've been able to balance 
maybe high school friends and work friends, it you'll find the balance between high school friends and college friends. Okay, hang on, I got a cough and it's gonna be really gross. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um, second question, who should pay on the first date? Okay, so I, I'm like ultra feminist, um, almost like independent, kind of like stand my own when I go out on dates, almost to a fault. Like I remember in like one of my proms in high school, I wouldn't let um, my prom date pay because I was like, oh no, I can pay. I don't know. Like, you don't need to pay. I'm going to pay like for my own ticket. And then his friends were like, why didn't, why didn't you pay for her? And he was like, she like, it, it kind of caused a big thing, but like, I like almost to a fault, I'm always like trying to pay and I'm always trying to like, almost like break the norms. And every date, dating is different. Also, before I go into my answer, I've only had an experience with going on a date with guys. And so this might be different for different types of relationships. So this is just what I've, um, like my, what I've done. So again, if this doesn't apply, doesn't exactly apply to you, maybe like pick and like pick what might apply to you or what works. Um, honestly, when it comes to a first date, if somebody really, if one of them really wants to pay, I'm not opposed to letting the other person pay if they're really insistent on it. But also I'm not opposed to paying if like I'm really insistent on it and they let me. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I remember one time I went on a date in high school and I paid for the movie tickets and I, w I didn't think that was an issue at all. And I was totally fine with it. And um, I think after the first, here, here's kind of like what I kind of, think as almost a rule of thumb, not a rule of thumb, but what I've, it seems to be my track record. So like first date, maybe the guy I'm going on a date will pay. The second date, I'll pay. And then from there, we'll either split it or like, will it kind of goes back and forth. But I, that being said, it should not be an all on one person. It should go back and forth. So even if it kind of follows social norms for the first date, don't let that be the thing for all of the dates because one of you is going to go broke real fast. So making sure it does even out in the end. Um, but honestly, for the first date, I'm not opposed to either. And I don't think that there needs to be like a social norm for that. But I also, I understand the, the, the wanting that. Okay, third question. How do you gauge when a friend has become toxic or when you've become toxic to somebody else? This is a lot because I'm lucky enough that I haven't dealt with or I haven't had too much experience with like toxic friends or toxic people in my life. And sometimes because of my anxious brain, I'm nervous that I'm toxic to other people. But then I'm like, am I overthinking this? Am I like... I don't know. It's, I'm always, it's something that's always kind of a fear in the back of my mind. So I'll kind of address these in two parts. So the first one, how do you gauge when someone else is toxic to you? 
I think if they're causing more negativity than positivity to your life, then that might be a toxic relationship. Or if this is a repeated thing that's over and over again, and it's you're not feeling good about yourself, and you are constantly feeling self-conscious or down or negative when you're around this person, then it might be time to let it go. And I understand that it's so hard and it can be really hard to let go of a friendship, especially if it's one that's been there for a while or that's something that you've ingrained in your brain that should be there for a while. But if this friendship or dating relationship is causing more harm than good, I think that is when it's time to say goodbye. Um, And then on the other side of things, how do you kind of gauge when you're being the toxic one? And that's something I haven't quite figured out. I'm always, I really do try to think about when I'm the issue in the situation. And I really try not to victimize myself because I know there are plenty of times when I am the problem in a situation or a friendship or a relationship or whatever it might be. And so I encourage you if you're in some type of relationship and there's issues, really trying not to victimize yourself and to really evaluate the situation as someone, as a third party would. And if you're seeing yourself do things that you're not proud of or that you're not feeling good about yourself, sorry, or that you're not feeling good about, then maybe it's time to remove yourself or take a step back or even communicate to the other person like, hey, I feel like I haven't been a good girlfriend, boyfriend, friend to you. And I think it might be a good thing to, I don't know, take some space from each other and then maybe we can try this again. But I think being honest with yourself is almost the first step because it's so easy to almost blame the entire world. And we've all done it. We've all been there. But really trying to be honest with yourself and look at the situation as a third party, I think is the first step in seeing if you are the problem. Okay, the fourth question is asking how, like what is my take on growing out of friendships? Um, One time I was talking to my mom and she told me, it was like this big rhyme thing and it was like some people are in your life for a season, some people are in your life for a reason, and some people are there for a lifetime. So that meaning that some people in your life come for short periods of time, and it's that's the season part. And once their time is done, that was maybe the bulk of your friendship during that short period of time, and then it's time to move on. And then there's the friends that are there for a reason. So maybe you... I don't know, maybe you were in a really tough chemistry class and you met a friend by through like study groups and you both like worked well with each other and you got that good grade and you also built a friendship at the same time. And that would be like the reason. And then there's the friends that are there for a lifetime. And those are the people that are there by your, not there by your side constantly, but that are there in your life. And although the friendship can change or shift or um, you can, you might move, you might like whatever the situation might be, but they're there for a lifetime. And I don't, and all of those are great ways to be in someone's life. And one isn't better than the other. Like, obviously if someone means a lot to you, you're going to want to be with them for a lifetime, but also don't 
if you grow out of a friendship or a friend grows out of you, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And we're all growing at different rates and we're all maturing at different rates and discovering things and learning things at different rates. And so it's natural that we're not always going to be sunk up with the people in our life. And so even if it's a temporary growing where maybe you and a friend grow apart for some time and maybe in a couple of years you come back and you're closer than ever. But I think that it is totally normal and totally okay to grow out of a friendship. Because if you ask me who my friends were in fourth grade, it's a completely different friend group than I have now from home. Obviously, my college friends weren't there with me in fourth grade. But like, if I had the same friends I had when I was in fourth grade, my life would be completely different. Like, you're constantly growing and changing. And without those relationships, you wouldn't have the ones you have now. And so I think that growing out of friendships is completely normal. It almost helps us to be better people and have better relationships. Okay, someone said, um, can you talk about the transition of a friend just being a school or work friend and then turning into an actual friend? So this one I found really interesting because I think especially in high school, I had the friends that like, we were so close during school hours and like we made each other laugh and like we would hang out with each other all the time in school. But then as like right when that bell would ring, we would never talk and we would never like see each other outside of school. And honestly, I think that you need some people like that. It kind of changes things up and it makes, add some spice to your day. But there might be a time when you want those um, school friends or your coworkers that you become really close to, to be more than just a school or a work friend. And to that, I would say like, if it's a work friend, maybe saying, hey, do you wanna get ice cream after work? Or would you wanna grab coffee before the shift tomorrow? And kind of doing like simple things that could maybe evolve the friendship more. Or like if it's a friend that's strictly a school friend, maybe being like, hey, you wanna, do you wanna go to, that football game with me and my friends later today and just kind of like slowly integrating um outside of school or work activities and then once you get to know each other in an outside setting then i'm sure more like outings will evolve but i think maybe even like centering those small first like hangout sessions as things that are kind of related to how you know each other. So for example, say your coworkers and um, you wanna become closer with one or two of your coworkers and like you feel like you really vibe well together, maybe saying like, hey, after work, do you want to get drinks? Or after work, do you want to like, go get apps at a restaurant or go for a walk or whatever it might be, like kind of centering it around there. And then that will lead more to like weekend plans or like totally unrelated, like plans that don't have to do with work. So I would say start small and then it will evolve. Okay. Um, okay. Someone said you and your boyfriend break up and you find out that before you broke up, your friend hooked up with him in the early phases of the relationship. Who is more at fault? Okay. So this 
So I'm not sure what this means by who is more at fault. Um, I'm guessing it's talking about the guy or the friend um, who hooked up with him. And to that, I would say there's no one that's necessarily more at fault because I think oftentimes people blame, okay, this is a big umbrella situation, so take it with a grain of salt. But for example, say some a girl's best friend who's also a girl hooks up with her boyfriend, the girl often gets mad at the other girl rather than the boyfriend. And as, I mean, also as, yes, as she should, especially if she knows that they're dating, but like both parties, the boyfriend and the best friend are at fault. And I think there's something to be said for girls that know what they're doing Okay, or people that know what they're doing and people that don't know what they're doing. Because sometimes the person who's in the relationship who's doing the cheating is really good at manipulating and is really good at saying that they're not in a relationship or they're not really in the, like, in a beginning, sorry, beginning to date someone. And they're really good at, I don't know, maybe making their relationship seem less of what it is. Um, And to that, I would say that definitely the guy would be more at fault. However, if all parties knew that the relationship was already in full swing and starting up, then both parties would be involved and at fault. And, um, oh, I'm waiting for a phone call. Hang on. They just asked if it was James, so then the wrong number. Um, but basically, I think when it comes to cheating, it's very situational and it's very much, um, there's so many variables involved and coming from someone who has been cheated on and knows what the situation was, I don't blame the girl as much because I know that she was told that something different than what we, than what me and the guy I was dating were. And so to that, I blame the guy of course, way more. But if both in that situation, if she were to know, you know, like, I feel like it's just very situational. But bottom line, especially if it's a friend, don't go for your friend's boyfriend. And to that boyfriend, don't go for your friend's friend. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of fish in the sea. And it does not need to be the one person who you mutually share. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many people that you can hook up with. And that person was not the right choice. So if you're if you're a cheaty or if you um, know about cheating and you still go for it, and just that's icky. So please don't do that. Just break up with someone or find someone else. I don't know. There's just so many ways around it. And then you won't carry guilt and just, just don't do that. Okay. Cause it freaking sucks. <laughs> okay. When do you know it's a good time to leave a relationship? I think it's a good time to leave a relationship when you know that, like, I think almost if you start taking yourself out of it ahead of time and seeing how it's affecting you. So I've never broken up with someone. I've only been broken up with. 
<laughs> um, but so I've never really chosen to take myself out of a relationship, but I have like been in talking stages with people and chosen to take myself out of it. Um, and to that, I feel like usually it does take a lot of thinking and it's not just an, just a overnight, like thinking situation like it does take a lot of time and thinking but I think evaluating like really how would you feel if this person if you weren't dating this person anymore and trying to picture how you would live on a day-to-day basis and how do you would picture not texting them every day not seeing them every day and how like and just all the factors that go into dating and if you think that you wouldn't necessarily be like un like unfazed because obviously you're gonna be phased but it wouldn't it would be the better decision than staying with them, then I think that that's when it's time to take yourself out of a relationship. So I think when you know, like the time when you know that you should take yourself out of a relationship, out of a relationship is when you are open to the idea of going on without them, you know? And then, sorry, I'm so gross and snotty right now. And then the last question I have is, how do you tackle mental health struggles in relationships? So I assume this means like maybe when one person has has struggled with mental health and one person doesn't, or if they have two different struggles in mental health, because it's really hard, that really is hard to empathize with because I'm, I know I literally talk about anxiety all the time and <laughs> I know I'm sounding so annoying because it's all I talk about, but um, I'm going to bring it in here. I know that as someone who has, like, I have anxiety, and although I could empathize with someone else who has anxiety, it's really hard to fully understand what somebody would have, like, if somebody had PTSD, that would be a lot harder for me to empathize with because I've never experienced that. And so it is a valid concern to have for differing mental health struggles or only one person has mental health struggles but I honestly think just being open about it and making sure that they're reacting how you want them to react and also putting not you don't want to put all your um you want to be able to okay what am I trying to say okay So I guess this could be for a friendship or dating. And so I'm going to kind of talk about both. So for a friendship, the beautiful thing about friendship is that you have so many friends. Or if you do have so many friends, you probably have at least one. So say you have at least one friend. You can chat with your mental health struggles with multiple friends. So it doesn't need to be the same person every time. And so it kind of relieves some stress off of you and also relieves some stress off of other friends if they don't quite understand. And I think if someone doesn't quite understand, that's your choice if you want to maybe explain it to them or maybe choose someone else to talk to or choose who are the better people of your friends to talk to about your mental health struggles because it's a hard thing to grasp and um, it's hard to, it's no easy task to be able to totally comprehend someone else's mental health struggles. Um, So I think finding the right people in your life that you can discuss it with. So some, like I have some friends who are some of my closest friends and I have so much fun with them and I 
like they're such big parts of my life, but I don't always share the mental health side of things because that's just not the relationship I have with them, which is totally okay. But some friends that I have, again, are still amazing friends and are still super close, but I do open up about that part. So it's kind of finding who you feel comfortable opening up about that. And then when it comes to dating, um, I'm very upfront about my mental health struggles and my past with mental health struggles. And I think just making sure they're reacting in a way that you um, feel comfortable with. And obviously, it's impossible for them to react in a perfect way and to be able to support you in a perfect way. But just for them to, just for you to know that they're putting an effort to understand and to, and that they're putting an effort to listen and know what, and know what you're talking about and make sure you feel heard and loved. And again, everyone's going to slip up along the way, but as long as they're trying their best and just trying to support you, I think that's a really good sign. But I think that just being open and also having a lot of communication, because if someone isn't reacting the way that you like, like say, say for example, you tell someone that about your anxiety or depression or whatever it might be, and they, like this would be awful, but if they shame you for that, you obviously need to speak up and tell them how that made you feel, and hopefully you can work around that. So I think it's a constant balance, and it's almost as you go, you'll figure out how to go about that. But, and I think that as you open up in different relationships, you'll you'll realize how much other people struggle too, which is also kind of, this sounds weird, but it's almost kind of a beautiful thing, is when you realize that it, everybody isn't as perfect as they seem and that you're not as alone as you might feel. So there is something to it as that, there is something to opening up in your different relationships in your life about mental health. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. I know this is um, more of like a Q&A almost, but I don't know. I was just thinking about relationships and all that stuff. And after I was talking to some of my friends about um, their viewpoints on relationships and just like different scenarios they've always had had questions about or wanted advice about or just wanted my viewpoint in general, um, it was kind of a cool concept to me to decide to do this for this episode. So thank you so much for listening. Remember, I post every Sunday and um, I hope you have a wonderful week and join me next time on OK Up. Thank you.